Hello, this is Nikdha from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, the 22nd of May. India marked its highest single day increase in cases with 6088 new coronavirus cases in the last 24 hours. The total number of cases now stands at 1.18 lakh and the death toll is at 3583. The Reserve Bank of India Governor Shaktikanta Das announced reductions in the repo rate by 40 basis points to 4% to counter the economic repercussions of the nationwide lockdown due to coronavirus. The reverse repo rate was also reduced by 40 basis points to 3.35%, highlighting the fact that the top 6 industrialized states in India, which account for 60% of the industrial output, are largely in red and orange zones. Das said that the GDP growth for 2020 to 2021 will remain in the negative territory. Amazon is set to hire 50,000 temporary workers in India to meet the increase in online shopping demands amid a nationwide lockdown. Although online outlets faced a massive disruption to operations in the initial days of the lockdown, an easing of restrictions has allowed many to restart their businesses. Amazon's senior executive Akhil Saxena in a statement on the company's blog said, and I quote, We want to continue helping customers all over India to get everything they need so that they can continue to practice social distancing. Unquote. The cab company Uber 2 has resumed its operations in Karnataka after 2 months in compliance with the lockdown guidelines issued by the center. Aviation regulator DGCA has released a schedule of flights that will start operating from 25th of May to 30th of June. Only Go Air flights will operate till 24th of August. National carrier Air India said it will accept online booking of tickets for domestic journeys from today onwards. Budget carriers Indigo and GoAir have already started accepting bookings on their website. The Tamil Nadu government however has urged the center to not restart flight operations until May 31st due to rising number of coronavirus cases. The Ministry of Home Affairs has announced that it will allow certain categories of overseas citizen of India or OCI card holders to return to the country. This includes those who wish to come back on account of family emergencies and students who have their parents living here. Union Health Minister Harshvardhan meanwhile is set to take over as the chairperson of the World Health Organization's executive board today. The World Health Organization Southeast Asia Group had unanimously decided last year that India would be elected a member state of the executive board for a 3-year term. The Maharashtra government has taken control of 80% of all private hospital beds in the state till August 31st as it tackles over 40,000 coronavirus cases in the state. Facing complaints of exorbitant rates charged by hospitals, the Uddhav Thackeray government has also capped the price for the treatment. An order issued late last night allows the government to regulate the use of private hospital beds and also decide how much can be billed to patients. Hospitals are allowed to charge their own rates in the remaining 20% beds. For the rest, ward and isolation bed rates have been capped at 4000 rupees. For ICU beds without ventilators, the cost will be 7500 rupees per day, while an ICU bed with a ventilator support will cost 9000 rupees per day. The government has also fixed the cost of nearly 270 procedures and surgeries including cancer treatments. The latest bulletin released by the Maharashtra police shows that 278 personnel tested positive in the last 48 hours. The total number of positive cases in Maharashtra police is now at 1666 including 1177 active cases and 473 recovered and 16 deaths. 
Delhi has reported 600 new cases in the last 24 hours, taking the total number of cases to 12,319. This is the biggest single-day jump in the number of cases in the city so far. The last three days had also recorded the biggest single-day rise in infections. The death toll now stands at 208. Seven people posted at the wireless control room of Delhi Police's West District have tested positive for coronavirus. The district control room has now been shut down. A staffer posted there had tested positive four days ago, following which samples of others were taken for testing. Haryana has recorded a three-fold increase in coronavirus cases this month. The number of cases rose from 339 as of April 30th to 1031 on May 21st. Most of these cases are from Gurgaon, Faridabad, Sonipat and Jhajar, which fall in the national capital region. At least 16 people, mostly migrant labourers, tested positive for COVID-19 in Chhattisgarh today, taking the state's tally to 148. Four people have tested positive for COVID-19 in Assam, taking the total number of cases in the state to 214. The fresh cases were detected among those in two quarantine centres in Tezpur and Jorhat. Did you know that the Kolkata-based English daily, The Telegraph, has shut its operation in Jharkhand and the Northeast? The paper has laid off more than 35 of its staffers. The decision has affected the Telegraph's Guwahati Bureau in Assam and the Jamshedpur and Ranchi bureaus in Jharkhand. Dozens of freelancers and contributors associated with the Telegraph in the two regions have also been affected. Do read Ayan and Ayush's in-depth report on the same on our website, newslaundry.com. Even Times Group, the media giant that runs 45 dailies and periodicals, including the Times of India and the Economic Times, multiple websites and a bunch of TV and radio channels, and claims to have a 38% market share of Indian newspapers, has cut staff salaries and deferred increments. It has laid off dozens of staffers in its financial daily, The Economic Times. Do read Ayush's report titled, Times of India Shuts Editions. Layoffs begin amid uncertainty for more details. Not just in India, but the media world over is undergoing an unprecedented crisis due to the pandemic. Just go to the media section of our website and you will know what I'm talking about. Furloughs, pay cuts and layoffs have become the order of the day in the media. Add to that the increasing risk of journalists contracting the virus. At a time like this, dear listeners, we need you to understand the importance of independent media organizations such as News Laundry. We are completely free of advertisements because we depend on people like you to keep us going. Ours is a subscriber-funded model solely meant to serve the public. Because when the advertiser pays, the advertiser is served. But when the public pays, the public is served. So go to our website and hit the subscribe button on the top right corner. In the last 24 hours, Andhra Pradesh has registered 62 new cases. With this, the total number of infections in the state is 2,514. 105 new COVID-19 cases have been reported in Karnataka between 5 p.m. yesterday and 12 noon today, taking the total number of positive cases in the state to 1,710. Three migrant workers died in yet another accident in Uttar Pradesh's Mirzapur. One worker was seriously injured. The victims were on their way from Mumbai to Bihar's Gopal Ganj, which was their hometown. The accident occurred in the morning when a truck rammed into their vehicle, which was parked 40 feet off the road. The Uttar Pradesh government, meanwhile, has cleared dues worth 36 lakh rupees billed by the Rajasthan government for facilitating the return of stranded students from Kota. 
the Jammu and Kashmir government has brought home over 83,000 residents, including students, in 23 special trains, three flights and scores of buses. An official statement released on Thursday said that 63,109 state residents from other states and union territories were brought home through Lakhanpur border with Punjab and 19,724 people were brought back in special trains to Jammu and Udhampur railway stations. Also, 501 people, including students, were flown back from other countries in special flights. The region currently has recorded 1,449 cases and 20 deaths. Now for some international updates on the coronavirus. Globally, the COVID-19 pandemic has infected 5.12 million people with about 333,000 people succumbing to the disease. The United States continues to lead the world in terms of infections with more than 1.6 million cases. The country has recorded more than 95,000 deaths so far. Another 2.4 million people in the US have filed for unemployment benefits in the past week. President Trump, who has obstinately refused to wear a mask in public despite recommendations from federal health officials, toured a Ford plant in Michigan on Thursday with his face uncovered. It was against the factory's guidelines. Even the Attorney General of Michigan had written to Trump earlier, saying that it was the law of the state. Trump said that he had put on a mask when he was asked to on a private portion of the tour, showing reporters a navy blue mask with a presidential seal on it, but not wearing it. This was when Ford executives around him were standing there wearing masks. Trump said, and I quote, I didn't want to give the press the pleasure of seeing it, unquote. After his visit, the website TMZ published an unverified photo of Trump in a mask and said that it was taken during the private part of the tour. The US president had previously been called a petulant child by the state attorney general for allegedly refusing to wear a mask. Russia has reported a record daily rise in coronavirus fatalities with 150 deaths in the last 24 hours, taking the country's nationwide death toll to 3,249. The country's Coronavirus Response Center also reported 8,894 new infections, bringing the total number of cases in the country to 326,448. Brazil's total number of cases has crossed 300,000, significantly reducing the gap with Russia, which has the second largest number of coronavirus cases in the world. The death toll, meanwhile, surged past 20,000 on Thursday. Africa is approaching 100,000 confirmed cases of coronavirus, according to the World Health Organization's Regional Office for the Continent. In its daily update on Twitter, the World Health Organization's African Region Office reported that there were over 99,400 cases across the continent. Just over 3,000 people in Africa have died. The transmission of the coronavirus is believed to be already widespread in Yemen, a country already struggling with a gruesome civil war. Aid agencies have said that the country is really on the brink right now and that its health system has in effect collapsed. During a Geneva briefing, a spokesperson for the UN Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs said, and I quote, they are talking about having to turn people away because they do not have enough medical oxygen. They do not have enough personal protective equipment. The actual incidence is almost certainly much higher, unquote. Authorities in Yemen have reported just 184 cases, including 30 deaths from the virus to the World Health Organization. 51 people in Iran have died from COVID-19 in the past 24 hours, as 2,311 more tested positive for coronavirus. 
the total number of confirmed cases across the country, which saw one of the earliest outbreaks outside of China, has now reached 131,652. The death toll now stands at 7,300. As Afghanistan continues to suffer from a conflict between security forces, the Taliban and other militant groups, the country's health minister has asked the population to avoid Eid gatherings. He has also requested the warring factions to not take shelter in medical centres. The country has reported more than 9,000 cases of COVID-19. Indonesia has reported 973 new infections, its highest number of the daily coronavirus cases, bringing the country's total cases to 20,162. The figure comes as millions of people in the world's fourth most populous country mark the festival of Eid al-Fitr without the usual celebrations. Cases of coronavirus in Singapore have surpassed 30,000 as the city-state continues to report hundreds of new infections in cramped migrant worker dormitories. Singapore has one of the highest daily infection rates in Asia. Australia, meanwhile, continues to enjoy relative success in combating the pandemic as the country saw less than 20 daily cases. Several provinces in the country continued to ease restrictions with the most populous state of New South Wales allowing cafes and restaurants to operate with up to 50 customers. Now for some non-coronavirus news. Prime Minister Narendra Modi today announced an emergency financial aid of Rs 1,000 crores in advance to West Bengal to tide over the destruction caused by the cyclone Amphan. At least 80 people have died in the state after the storm hit the Indian coast on Wednesday. The announcement came after Modi conducted an aerial survey of the damage caused by the cyclone in West Bengal and Odisha. He was accompanied by West Bengal Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee and Governor Jagdeep Dhankar. The Prime Minister said that 2 lakh rupees will be given to the next of kin of the victims and 50,000 each will be given to those with injuries. A team will be sent by the centre to conduct a detailed survey of the destruction and all aspects related to rehabilitation and reconstruction in the state. Modi said, and I quote, We all want West Bengal to move ahead. The centre will always stand with West Bengal in these testing times. A Pakistan International Airlines passenger plane today crashed near the Jinnah International Airport before landing. Flight PK-303 from Lahore was about to land in Karachi when it crashed at the Jinnah Garden area in Malir just a minute before landing. The rescue operation is underway. Abdul Sattar Khokar, the spokesperson for the country's aviation authority, said, and I quote, The plane crashed in Karachi. We are trying to confirm the number of passengers, but initially it is 99 passengers and 8 crew members. He added that the flight was coming from Lahore and the aircraft, an Airbus A320, was en route to Karachi. The crash comes as Pakistanis across the country are preparing to celebrate the end of Ramadan and the beginning of the Muslim holiday of Eid al-Fitr, with many travelling back to their homes in cities and villages. Now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. There is ample reason to believe that we are not getting the full picture of the coronavirus crisis from the government. Take for example the case of Himachal journalist Om Sharma who went live on Facebook from Baddi, an industrial town in Himachal Pradesh's Solan district and pointed his camera towards dozens of migrant workers crouched by the roadside. Later that day, the Baddi police slapped an FIR on Sharma calling his video sensational fake news on social media. There are numerous such cases. Read Kalpana Sharma's latest piece for our Broken News section titled Government Should View Journalists as Allies, Not Adversaries, Especially in a Pandemic. 
To know more about the trends, innovations and news in the media ecosystem, subscribe to Stop Press, a weekly newsletter by Chitranshu Tiwari on our website newslaundry.com. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.